guys. Welcome back to Kai Plus Ty Podcast. My name is Kai, and I'm joined by... Ty. That was so monotone. <laughs> I don't have any other tone. It's just monotone. That's all I got. Welcome to our first official full-length episode. Um, so, because this is our first episode, obviously there's going to be a couple mistakes or things that we'll do different next time. So just kind of bear with us on that, and we hope you enjoy. Today, our topic is... Captain America Winter Soldier. No, today our topic is Ty's favorite movie, which is... Captain America Winter Soldier. Captain America Winter Soldier. So, (laughs) So, um, I'm going to let Ty kind of take the lead on this one because it is his favorite movie, um, I will admit I'm more of an Iron Man girl myself, and I've seen this movie maybe twice, so... Yeah, and I made her sit through it probably both times. Yeah, it was probably both times. That, no, 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 the first time, the first time I ever saw Captain America Winter Soldier was that one Christmas break, I think it was in 11th grade, where I sat through and watched every single Marvel movie available on Netflix and Disney+. Plus. And, and then the second time was when I made you sit through it. The second time was when you made me sit through yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the movie is called Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm going to read a synopsis real quick, and then I will let Ty take over from there. He's going to hit you with all the deets, and then we will go through it, kind of scene by scene, or, you know, uh, kind of a review. We'll see how this goes. So, Captain America Winter Soldier. After the cataclysmic events in New York with his fellow Avengers... Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, lives in the nation's capital as he tries to adjust to modern times. An attack on a S.H.I.E.L.D. colleague throws Rogers into a web of intrigue that places the whole world at risk. Joining forces with the Black Widow and a new ally, the Falcon, Rogers struggles to expose an ever-widening conspiracy, but he and his team soon come up against an unexpected enemy. So that's the synopsis. When was this released? The premiere was on March 13th, 2014. That's my birthday! (laughs) But the global premiere was April 4th. So, typically how that works, premiere, you know, fancy premiere is the big event. We'll say it came out on April 4th, I guess, instead of my birthday. (laughs) It's directed by the Russo Brothers, so right off the bat you know it's going to be a solid movie. Mm -hmm. Um... Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie Holt, like pretty much all of the main Shield people, I guess. Cast. Yeah, I'll admit when I first saw this movie, I didn't know much about the. This was when it was, MCU was kind of early on. I didn't know a lot about the comics at the time. MCU is what got me into the comics, so I'm watching it, not knowing the story of the Winter Soldier, not knowing that Bucky was the Winter Soldier. So when I was in the theater. And his mask gets ripped off. I was like, compl- it, it was cool. Shook. Yeah, it was cool. But, um. Where does this, um, fit in, like, the MCU line? Like, from Iron Man on, or however, like. So you have, um. It's basically right after Avengers. So, um. The first Avengers? Yeah. So it's like, it's like Iron Man, a couple others, Avengers, and then this one. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I just wanted to double check. And for the the listeners. It's right after that, so Steve is still kind of fresh out of the ice. He's still adapting to um, the world. Is He's literally adapting to the world. Uh, he, at the beginning of the movie, you see when Anthony Mackie's character, Falcon, Sam Wilson, gives him a, suge- a song suggestion or an out correction an album suggestion that he needs to listen to it um he pulls out this book and he writes it down he's got star wars star trek uh what else is in it he's basically got a list of things that are catch up on everything yeah it's like a to-do list except it's to catch up on and he's got like half of it crossed off and it's a Mm -hmm. it so he was getting through it but that's the that's the iconic on your left scene isn't it yeah where they're running around the washington monument yeah yeah on your left which, of course, is one of the most iconic lines in the whole MCU. Mm-hmm. On top, that go with, goes with, I am Iron Man, and what are some other ones? 
the only one you can remember. You know why? Because Iron Man is the most important. That's why. Iron Man's my favorite, in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, she's incredibly biased. Just a little bit. I'm not. Yes, you are. But um, the reason it was always my favorite is because it's the most real-world-looking movie. It doesn't have a lot of... The only people that have superpowers are Bucky and Steve. That's about it. Everybody else is normal people. And it's a lot of hand-to-hand combat. It's a lot of very cool um, stunts and effects. And the stunt coordinator, who is James Young, who has a killer resume. He did Endgame, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Black Widow, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. He, he, he's very good at the technical stuff. So the first real fight between Bucky and Steve, or at the time Winter Soldier and Steve, was a very cool knife hand-to-hand combat fight. That's all it was. It was just Bucky's knife and occasionally Steve's shield whenever they would grab it because they were kind of throwing it around everywhere. You geek out over that scene all I know. the time. Well, it's cool. It's really cool. It's some of the best chore- like choreography in the entire MCU, in my opinion. Ty loves it. I also think all the best fight scenes in the MCU come from Cap. Because you've got, at the beginning of the movie, you've got the boat scene that's really cool with the, I think it was a MMA fighter, was Batrov. I think an MMA fighter plays him. Tell them why you think Captain America has the best fight scenes. Why do you like Captain America? Because it's the most technical in hand-to-hand no, combat. No, you doofus, because he's your favorite. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's also the most technical stuff. Iron Man is big gun. Big gun go pew pew. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's that's about it. I don't. I'm not a fan of the crazy big. That I don't like the Superman movie because of that. It's just big powers and big. Superman. Characters. Yeah. We're not talking about Marvel. I know. That get out. We're not talking about DC right now. Get uh-huh. out. We're talking uh-huh. about Marvel. Um. Well, I like Iron I, Man because of his mental health issues. You know that. Anyway, you we'll relate to that, that a bit time. more. But it has. Just some of the best fight, fighting choreography, I think, in all of Marvel. Uh, the effects are always really solid in that movie. With the helicarriers and the lot of Quinjets and Falcon. They introduced Falcon in this movie, who I wasn't in the comics, so I didn't know much about. I knew he didn't look quite like he was supposed to in the comics, because in the comics he's like bright red and white. He's got see-through red wings. And he's um, telepathically linked to a actual falcon. Oh. Don't I don't think you knew that. He's actually like Red Wing. You I know his that. backpack drone? Yeah. Yeah, in the it comics, that's a real bird. That's an actual Red Wing falcon. But when they introduced Falcon, I thought he was an amazing character. I thought he was funny. He kind of is Steve's roadie. Yeah. The... the his Not quite the sanity, but kind like the of sidekick. the the sidekick, but kind of like, okay, this is a bit crazy. We maybe need to not do this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he kind of enables it because at one point in the movie, he goes, I'd do what he does just slower. Like he admits that he's fully on board with everything Steve does, which when you grow up, he, so he is former Air Force, not pilot. The wingsuit that he uses was a special forces group with just him and his wingman Riley in the Air Force. So he's not quite a pilot. He even makes a joke about that when he hands them his file and Steve said that he thought he was a pilot. He's like, I never said I was a pilot. I just said I was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I remember so that one. He's not technically a pilot. It's more of like a special ops group with two people, but still so i thought that was a cool real life i guess adaptation of falcon because he is i mean he's linked to a real bird and he has see-through like holographic wings kind of hard to make that real yeah i mean even with even with like the um like all the technology now and stuff it's that's still that not easy one thing that they've always Especially not for like 2013 oh yeah and one thing that they've always tried to do 
in Marvel, and they've been pretty consistent about it, is everything has a explanation. Mm-hmm. Right up until Doctor Strange, that was completely true. <laughs> Thor explains their magic as technology. In Captain America, his... In the comics, it was a serum, but it, it's something that is potentially possible with Falcon. It was a wingsuit. It was backpack, jetpack with wings. That was essentially what it was. Which is funny because now you hear all these news stories of, like, woman impaled by super serum, man tries out backpack, jetpack thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's, like, all the news stories now is stuff like that. And you're like, oh, well, I watched a movie about this back in... To the 2010s and and you know here we are in the 2020s and you think people would know it's a bad idea but then again there are people still trying to clone dinosaurs so <laughs> i think we have enough movies explaining how bad of an idea that is yeah i mean dinosaurs are cool i love dinosaurs but i don't think i want one in my neighborhood let, let them let them be dead it's, it's fine <laughs> let them be dead yes let them be dead instead of let them eat cake but they're extinct for a reason that's true um so is this is this the movie where he partners with Black Widow and they go and find like this old computer? Yes, so And what's his name? Starts with Z. Zemo? Doctor Zola. Or Zola. It's like Doctor Zola is in the computer and like yeah. the roof collapses. That scene terrifies me to this day. So I hate that scene. At one point, kind of near the beginning-ish of the movie, Nick Fury gets shot, and he hands off a overgrown hard drive to Steve. And Steve is trying to figure out what it is, and there's only one place that they can find that they will actually be able to access old S.H.I.E.L.D. data to figure out what it is. And they show up, and it's this massive... It's one of Steve's old bases. It's It's where he went to boot camp. So they go there. And, of course, he's getting all kinds of, like, flashbacks and stuff. But... I was going to say, because this is after the first Captain America movie where it shows, like, how he came to be. How he became Captain America, yeah. Um, So they show up to this base, and he figures out... Because he knows all of the protocols of World War II military protocols. He... They show up, and he notices that the ammunition smoker is too close to something and he's like that doesn't look right so they walk over and they find this massive room that just is a computer which for a base in world war ii shouldn't exist Mm -hmm. because it just shouldn't exist they get in and they turn on the computer and it was dr zola he developed cancer at one point after he was recruited by shield which was a stupid call but he was recruited by shield and he's the one that started the hydra seed in shield so steve and natasha are starting to realize just how many shield agents are just hydra agents literally undercover not even undercover half of shield is hydra and they don't even know it so they show up to this massive computer and they find zola who once he developed cancer knew there was no way to save him because of the technology at the time. So he uploaded his brain onto, basically, onto a computer. And it's terrifying. It is. T- so you have this really creepy screen that has, like, a vague outline of his face. And it has his voice coming through. It's more like a skull. Well, you see, if you look at it, you see the glasses and you see a little bit of, like, half of his face, probably. It's not cute. Either way. It's not what it's going for. <laughs> um, but still. But they, they show up and they figure out what information is on it. And then as soon as they walked in, or as soon as they activated Zola, it pinged over at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, which, like I said, is mostly Hydra at this point. Yeah. And they come in and bomb them. And because... Captain America is a super soldier who can lift thousands of pounds. They're okay. Kind of. Kind of. Well, they get banged up pretty good. Yeah, but, like, they don't die. They don't die. Like, they're not... There's no, like, broken arms. He doesn't even hesitate to 
protect Nat because he knows he can. They're just like scratches. They're fine. Yeah. And it's, then they, it's glorified dirt and scratches. Yeah. And then they go and they go back to Sam, who you haven't really seen at any point in the movie until this. And they go back to him. And he doesn't hesitate to help them because by his justification, when Captain America says he needs you, you drop everything and you go help Captain America. That's Which is that honestly works. impressive of him because the Avengers are still... Well, okay, Captain America, he's not I, new, but... I was going to say, like, the Avengers as a concept are still really new. The Avengers are the new. The Cap has been around for a long time. And he's... Wasn't he, like, a faint? No, that was Fury who had playing... Who had play, Who had his playing cards? Uh, Agent Coulson. That was Coulson. Never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Somebody was a fangirl for Captain America. Yeah, that was Coulson. It was Coulson. <laughs> but Coulson. if you're in a... Sam is in a military family. He is in the Air Force. So he knows... Not knows Cap up until now. But he knows of Cap. He knows who Cap is. He's literally, if he tells you to do something, you're not going to, well, I don't know. It sounds kind of scary. Captain America, you do it. Yeah. So this is when he goes and gets the wingsuit. And you don't actually see what it is. You just, they're talking and they, and Steve and Natasha get cleaned up and everything. And they're trying to come up with a plan on how they want to get into S.H.I.E.L.D. And... There's one specific agent that they want to find because they know they can get information out of him. And that's when Sam drops his file on the table. And you see just this, like, kind of outline of what is his wingsuit. But it's kind of like, okay, what is this thing? Like I said, I didn't know anything about comics at the time. I didn't know Sam Wilson was Falcon. So you see them. That's when he makes a comment about, I thought you were a pilot. I never said anything about being a pilot. So then they go and they essentially kidnap a Hydra agent right after having a meeting with another Hydra agent. By I don't know if Natasha was actually holding a gun to him, but that's when Sam gets on the phone with him and uh, threatens him, basically saying, you're going to get shot and he, with the laser. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Natasha probably was actually going to shoot him. Because she probably has guns everywhere. I'd like to think it was just one of those cat laser pointers. That's what I always thought, too, was it was just a really strong laser that they were using, but... I hope so. At the same time, if it were Steve, it'd have been a laser. If it was Natasha, it would have been a 50 cal. There's no in-between. Because Steve wouldn't have shot him, but Natasha would have. She'd be like, absolutely, I will shoot you. Because despite the fact that Steve probably has the highest body count out of anyone in Marvel, he... Doesn't he doesn't like killing? Ugh. What? Out here defending your favorite character again. You don't throw a shield that hard and not cave in someone's rib cage. You don't throw a shield that sharp that hard without it slicing through someone's body like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how you're like their rib cage will collapse. Like nobody, that's going right through the middle all the way through. Like slice. <laughs> that, it, yeah. So. They kidnap Hydra agent, they interrogate him, they're taking him back to S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you see, you've seen him occasionally throughout the movie. You have the first knife fight, or actually, no, the knife fight is coming up, but you have the first couple altercations, and that's that's about it. You don't really see him very much, but then he rips Hydra dude out the window and kills him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this scene. This is the one, like, with the bridge, Yeah, with the bridge. So they're driving back to S.H.I.E.L.D., and he just rips literally rips hydra dude out this the window is the winter Sol- we're talking about the winter soldier by the way bucky you really don't see him much in this movie until the end like you just see he's more like you a don't shadow. see him and then like he's still got a mask on and stuff so you don't know who he is um and then it gets to the end of the movie and that's when he rips the hydra agent out yeah. of the car and you so ty's favorite part ensues one thing that was very clever that he did throughout the movie is any shot that he's in before you see his face, his face is always covered, but someone made the analogy and it was really good. It's almost like a muzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like, like a muzzle. Like you muzzle a dog. So at one point he's sitting in Pierce's house, who Pierce is like the big bad guy. He's the one that takes over for Nick after Nick dies doesn't actually die but they all think he's dead he's sitting in pierce's house 
and the light is just hitting his eyes. It's covering his mouth, it's covering everything, which is also goes along with the muzzle analogy because at one point Pierce even asks him if he wants something to drink, full well knowing that they have programmed Bucky to not answer that question. He cannot answer that question. But he does it almost as a like a power move of like I'm in control of you no matter you're sitting in my living room and I'm still in control of you. Like it's Mm-hmm. That type thing. But do you think that could also be a um, like a what's it called like a like a hint hint about White Wolf? I don't I don't think so. I think it was maybe it was. I feel like that would make the most sense because in the comics he does turn into White Wolf. He's actually more White Wolf in the comics than he is in the movies. Because really, in the movies, he's in, in the movies and the TV shows, he's still Winter Soldier. He's yeah, just he's not bad anymore. Because um, well, they did the whole thing about White Wolf in um, Wakanda, and then it really hasn't been mentioned since. He says it once. He corrects Sam on it one time in Falcon Winter Soldier, but the name of the show is Falcon, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. It's that's literally the name of the show, so they haven't exactly done a whole lot with it, but. Rips Hydra dude out of the car, completely incapacitates the car, and sh- they end up shooting up the bridge. Se- he separates Sam, Steve, and Nat. He splits them all off, so that way, in his head, he can pick them off one by one. Luckily, Steve pretty much interrupts every time they go to do that, or every time Bucky specifically goes to do that. And this is where the in my opinion the stunt choreography really comes in strong because it's a i mean there's a lot of people on the bridge on the ground that are all doing something there's and this was out on this was out on the streets of washington they obviously blocked it all off but they had a lot of extras that they had to get to do certain things it wasn't like a stage it was like out in real life they're blowing up cars they're shooting dummy rounds there like a lot of choreography had to go into this then you get to the hand-to-hand combat fights which are extremely well done and people have analyzed them and pointed out how just how many forms of martial art arts natasha bucky and steve are all using they're all using like five each there's a ton of different fight styles happening and the Stunt coordinators and the directors have said the reason Chris Evans is so good at this stuff is because he's a dancer. Period. As he should. So the way Chris Evans looks at it is he applies the same logic. He looks at it more as a dance than a fight. Did you know that's why he couldn't have a stunt double for running? Because he ran too straight? Mm-hmm. He does. He always does. So he all run- running that Chris Evans does, he does it completely by himself because he's trained he's as a only- dancer. Shout out dancers. Which also makes sense for the military background because he's always very straight up and down and, you know, he runs properly and he he doesn't hunch over at all. He doesn't... nothing. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for him as a character, but as a person it's because he's a dancer. That's which true. is always funny. A lot of the stunts, like... The entire fight between Natasha and Bucky and the entire fight between Steve and Bucky is the actual actors themselves. They learned the fights and they learned the choreography and they're actually doing the stunts themselves. Which is so impressive. Which there's a lot of that in this movie. Like Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan anyway have a habit of they don't they're not overly fond of stunt doubles, they'll use one if they have to. Like, in Age of Ultron, Steve falls off of a roof or out of a balcony and slams his head on a shipping container. Chris Evans didn't do that. He was like, nah. Nah, I think I'll skip that one. But a lot of the other stuff, a lot of... If... Basically, if the insurance company says no, then he won't do it. But he'll he'll really push right to the very edge of what the insurance company will let him do. Sebastian stands the same way. They're like... "Mm." But in this fight scene this is where it's revealed that Bucky is the Winter Soldier 
Yeah, because doesn't Steve, like, rip his mask off? He literally flips him over his shoulder and keeps the mask and then just kind of, like, throws the mask down when he does it. But he grabbed him by the face to do it. So he reaches behind his back, grabs Bucky by the face, and then just chucks him over his shoulder and forward and flips him. Remember, these are two dudes that can, in the comics, Steve could bench press like 1,400 pounds. I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah. So throwing somebody who's probably not even, maybe a little over 200 pounds in that hard. But that's where it's revealed that Bucky is Steve, or not Bucky is Steve. That's Bucky is Steve. What a plot twist. Uh-huh. That's where it's revealed that Bucky is the Winter Soldier. James Buchanan Barnes. Yeah. That was, like I said, I didn't know anything about the comics. I didn't know what the actual story of Winter Soldier was. So I'm sitting there like, what? I I was complete in How shock. How old were you when you saw this movie in the theater? Uh, I'd been 10. 10? Ten? 10-year-old Ty? Yeah. In the theater going, oh! 10-year-old Ty was shook. Yeah. That was... I think I saw this movie in the theater. I'd be... He's shaking at his core. Nine. Just past nine. Because if it released in April. But that was... I didn't expect it. They they do a very good job in that movie of... Even if you know the story of the Winter Soldier, they still do a good job because they don't reveal the face. They don't reveal any details. They don't... You knew nothing about the Winter Soldier until it was revealed. Absolutely nothing. So they did a very, very good job at doing that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a comic fan, you know who the Winter Soldier is. For everybody else, it was one of the biggest plot twists in all of MCU. But even for the people that knew who he was, it was it was cool. So that happens, and then they end up getting arrested immediately after that. And then, what's her name? Kobe Smolder's character. I don't know who that is. Agent Hill. Oh, yes. She breaks them out, and they go hide, and they find Nick Fury, because he's alive, after having, like, a collapsed, long, <laughs> broken... Like, he goes through the laundry list of things, and one of the Russo brothers, I believe it's Joe Russo, plays his doctor, and he's sitting there like, oh, don't forget about the... And he's, so, he's got this, like, laundry list of injuries, because he got shot, like, three times in the back, through and through. So, oh, yeah, because he's, like, underground. Yeah, they're in this bunker, this crazy bunker that's in a dam. Um, so he's got a laundry list of injuries, and they end up making a plan how they're going to break into S.H.I.E.L.D. Steve goes back and steals his original uniform from the museum that is dedicated to him. So he basically steals back his old uniform, and that's where you see the Stanley cameo, where he's the security guard. Is that stealing, though, if it was his? Stealing it back. Okay. I don't maybe, know. Maybe they were just keeping it for safety. I don't know. But he, he, okay, he takes back his old uniform. There you go. And they break into S.H.I.E.L.D. because they're trying to stop all these helicarriers from launching because there's a program on them that can just kill everybody. Fantastic. So if there's anyone that poses a threat, it'll just shoot them. And on this list, that, on the list that the first Hydra guy rambles off, there's like Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange wasn't even remotely Doctor Strange yet. Like he's just some normal neurosurgeon. He was no of no significance. Oh, that's interesting. And they already wanted to like get rid of him. But the program was predicting that he in the future could be a threat due to his intelligence. Oh, that is smart. Yeah. So. This program, what it does is it takes out current threats, but oh, it can right. also it, predicts future it can predict future threats. So it was gonna so for example, the program was gonna take out Bruce Banner because Bruce Banner is an immediate threat to Hydra, because it's Bruce Banner, one of the smartest men in the world, and the Hulk, die. who can't die. So they were like, okay, take him out first. But Stephen Strange is more of a future threat. Due to his intelligence, he could be a threat. He's not one yet, but he might be. Then there was a couple other names on the list, but the main one that people were freaking out about was Stephen Strange because eventually he did become a main character in the MCU. So they go to S.H.I.E.L.D., now HYDRA, to shut down all the helicarriers, and they have these basically 
data cards that they will, or like almost like an SD card that they'll stick in and it'll rewire the helicarriers to shoot each other instead of, I think they already had like a billion people on the list that they were going to hit all at once. So they end up stopping that. Of course, Winter Soldier shows up. But one thing that was really well done is this time around when Hydra sent the Winter Soldier after Steve, they left off the mask. Steve knows it's Bucky now. There's, And, of course, a lot of people would say, well, yeah, well, Steve ripped the mask off. They don't have the mask anymore. Do, because Steve knows it's Bucky, if they leave him without the mask, it gets in Steve's head. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're sitting there, Hydra, sitting there like, okay, we have this ultimate weapon, but now the weapon is even more effective because our main enemy is his childhood friend. Yeah, and they were very close. So if we send him unmasked, just him, it's going to be a major issue for Steve. And it was. Steve barely fought him the entire time. He was basically, so Bucky was out to kill Steve the entire fight, the entire like final battle or whatever, is just disarming and neutralizing. That's it. He knocks the guns away. He knocks the knives away. He dislocates his arm intentionally to just get him to stop of course he can't dislocate the other arm but (laughs) for those of you who don't know that's because bucky doesn't have another arm his left arm is metal fully metal yeah but that was pretty funny that was funny no but like but so can you blame steve like that'd be that'd be like if you were if you were steve and i was bucky and like all i would do is incapacitate like that's all you that's all he's trying to do like if i was brainwashed by the hydra to become this super weapon where i literally didn't know anything except what they told me to do and they were like all right you he's found out your identity you have to go kill him now and like if you knew it was me like you'd do the same thing you'd be like heck no exactly and Bucky doesn't know, because he's been he's he mega brainwashed, so he doesn't know anything. But I thought that that was a really good detail, because Bucky is full-blown, because he's not Bucky, he's a Winter Soldier, he's full-blown out for blood. He's He shot Steve like five or six times total in this one fight scene. He stabbed him, he punches him full force with the metal arm, he is throwing, like physically throwing him. Really ugly on Bucky's part, but all Imagine Steve... Imagine being the Avengers medical team. Poor Steve. Imagine, yeah. That'd be a nightmare. Um, so basically, Joe Russo. Imagine being him, because yeah, he has Joe to deal Russo? with Nick Fury and then immediately deal with Steve right after. Joe Russo needs a raise 2023 for yeah. being the Avengers medical team. You know, on top of the billions that he's made off of his movies. Oh, him yeah. and his brother are him and his brother are in the top 10 highest grossing film directors of all time. They're like six. Who's first? Uh, is it Steven Spielberg or is it James Cameron? I think it's, it might be Spielberg. I believe it's Spielberg. But Anyway, so all that's... Well, it's not resolved. So all this happens and the helicarriers, they end up getting the chip in. The helicarriers blow themselves up. They just There's three of them and they shoot each other in a triangle. And they all send each other down. <laughs> which is kind of stupid. <laughs> and they end up destroying the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, which they go more in-depth on in Civil War about Bucky's brainwashing and the site, the after-effects of all of this. Because you're destroying the headquarters of the biggest security agency in the world that all of the countries in the United Nations use. Mm-hmm. That's gonna. That's not. That's a power vacuum. That's not gonna be pretty. So, Steve and Bucky are on the helicarrier as it's being destroyed. Bucky or not Bucky, Steve ends up getting chucked off into the river, and you, you know he's not gonna die, but you're kind of sitting there in that moment because he he falls into the river and he's completely unconscious because Bucky beat the crap out of him. He's completely unconscious, so you're thinking, okay, he's not getting up. It's probably not good. And then you you get this perspective that's like almost Steve's perspective. And you see the, the metal arm come down and you grab and Bucky grabs him. 
and pulls him out of the river and saves him and Bucky disappears to who knows where and then you get the really cool scene where Steve is in the hospital and Sam is sitting of course on his see, Sam is on his right so they're, he's playing the, the Trouble Man soundtrack which is what Sam recommended to Steve at the very very beginning of the movie and Steve wakes up and does the on your left and then that's the end of the movie that's it so it ended it ended good but Bucky's disappeared Hydra's collapsed Steve is in the hospital and that's a that's it's kind of resolved but like I said there's a major power vacuum because shield collapsed because yeah. Hydra well, I, mean, I was gonna say it's Hydra though so it it was okay and they released all the data in order to prove that Hydra was in shield every top secret file every even normal file was all just dumped onto the internet everything all of shield's data so you really think that'd cause more problems in the future but like they never like it's never a problem they never bring it up well because i think what happens is is agent ross who shows up in civil war and his organization and just the united nations in general what i think probably happens is they start to slowly shut it down or i, I guess say, rather or they quickly they, they clean it up because S.H.I.E.L.D. had more information than anybody. It's part of their name. Like, the I in S.H.I.E.L.D. It, but... So it ends... On kind of a... Rough... I guess a rough note, but not bad. Nobody dies. Bucky's disappeared. Natasha's getting laid into by the United Nations. And Steve is <laughs> in the hospital. So... It's kind of, you know... It ends about how you expect it to end, I guess. A happy ending. Yeah. Okay. So, that is the movie. Kind of. Close enough. Close enough to it. I mean, yeah. I don't know how else do you would explain that. Like, it, that's one of those movies you just kind of have to watch. You really to do. To really get all the ins and outs. It, it's a very in-depth movie. That's why I like it. It's a it's a very in-depth oh, movie. I haven't asked you that question okay. yet. Okay. You gotta wait. Okay. okay. So... Since this is Ty's favorite movie, I'm asking him some questions. Um, starting with, why is this your favorite movie? Now you can answer it. Because it's very in-depth. It's got more of a real-world feel. I like a lot of military movies. I like a lot of more practical movies. So this movie having a lot of practical effects, a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat, a lot of realistic things, I really enjoyed because it was a bit more... Not relatable, but it was just a bit more grounded. I guess that's the word that I was going to Not get. so much like magic and fantasy. Because and... Doctor Strange is amazing. I love Doctor Strange. But it's literal magic. Guardians of the Galaxy is in space. All the Avengers movies are a group of insanely powerful people fighting an insanely powerful bad guy. Then you have this movie that is two super soldiers and a bunch of normal people. That's it. That's the entire movie. You have the you have the amazing the killer elevator fight scene, where there's like thirteen people trying to take out Steve in an elevator and they can't even do it because of his skill and his strength. You have the fight on the bridge. You have the last fight on the helicarrier. You've got like really really good practical fight scenes. So what you're saying is that this movie needs to be renamed Two Super Soldiers. And a and bunch of regular people. people. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it needs to do. Just instead of Captain America and the Winter Soldier, it's just two super soldiers and a bunch of normal people. Yeah. Fabulous. I'll, I'll put in a word with the Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. We're close friends. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice to know. <laughs> okay, so another question I had was, um, we know why this is your favorite movie, but what's your favorite scene in this movie? Is it the knife bridge fight? I will say, one of my favorite scenes is when he goes to visit Peggy. Oh, I forgot about that scene. So she's... She's, by this point, probably... Old. In her 90s? 80s, 90s? Like, late 80s? So she's very old. And he 
has developed a habit of he goes to visit her. And Which is adorable. He goes and he turns on some music and he just sits and talks. And he sits with her. And I love that he kept doing that. Because... And he says this in Civil War when she passes that he thought when he woke up everybody would be gone. Because he wakes up, you know, 70 years later after going under in World War Two. Yeah, when everybody's like in their 20s and 30s and whatever. So, so he's thinking everybody's gone. And everybody was gone except for her. So he got to go back and appreciate that little bit of time. So I think that's that's definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's a, it's a nice quiet point in the movie. Which I think the movie has very good pacing and it gives you a few, not very often, but it does give you a few nice quiet moments. I think a lot of people agree that the elevator scene is, elevator scene and the bridge scene, those two are the best fight scenes. But you and your fight scenes. It's good. It's well made. I know. (laughs) I'm just as not, as not, I'm not as much of a fight scene person as you are. Okay, what is your favorite character in this movie? Honestly, probably it's either Steve or the Winter Soldier. I love how elusive they made the Winter Soldier. I love how just... Because when I watched this for the first time, I didn't know anything about this whole story. It, he was just this like monster of a character. Because he's just running through people. And you see when uh, Zola brings out basically his resume, he's got more assassinations than anybody. He even says, Zola even says, that when history needs a push, the Winter Soldier is the one that does it. Mm-hmm. They just send him out. And like whenever, they, whenever Hydra says, okay, that's enough from this person, they just send the Winter Soldier out. And he takes care of it. And they put him in the, back in the ice and we're going to wait for another person and then when if somebody starts to make a little bit too much noise about Hydra the Winter Soldier snuffs that up but it's such it's this mysterious literally muzzled dog of a character it's terrifying he fights he f- so somebody also made this analogy he hunts like a hungry dog he fights hard and fast and just keeps hitting over and over. Because Steve bloodies him up and dislocates his shoulder and he still keeps shooting at Steve. He doesn't ever stop. It's like he doesn't feel pain. Which is probably part of his essentially programming. Is they've made him where he doesn't have emotion. He, does, he can't... He really can't even speak. Because Pierce offers him a drink, full of knowing they have programmed Bucky to not want. He couldn't say yes to drink. He probably hadn't eaten food in the past 70 years. They were just probably giving him, like, some form of substance, and then that's it. So he was quite literally a hunt, like, he fights like a hungry dog, because that's kind of what he is. And it was just this really cool, terrifying character that they introduced out of poor Bucky because everybody loves Bucky in the first in Captain America mm-hmm. so it was really cool and then when the mask is ripped off and it is Bucky you're just kind of sitting there like how is the kind of cocky flirty that's what he he picks up two girls in the first movie before he goes off to war. I know, I know. It's just funny. And then said one was for Steve, full well knowing that that wasn't the case. Yeah. It's just funny. It, it is sorry. funny. Go ahead. But you have this really cocky, kind of arrogant, you know, playboy. Winter Soldier on The Bachelor? <laughs> yeah. Turned into somebody who has been running through everybody through the entire movie. Just absolutely, like, he kills almost everybody he runs into. That's one thing I like about um, Falcon Winter Soldier, is that he kind of tries to, like, atone for that. He's trying to... Well, he he talks... He's got that notebook. Which is Steve's notebook. 
yeah, Steve's notebook. He wrote everybody's name. He killed him and like tried to. He's trying to... to apologize. The only one that he'll never be able to get is Tony. Yeah, because Tony's dead. I don't like it any more than you do. We'll talk about this after I ask you the other question. Uh-huh. Okay, so one more question I had for you before we before we each rate the movie because I like I get to rate the movie too even if I don't like it that much. Um, <laughs> is what is one thing that you don't like about this movie? I don't I don't have any major complaints about the movie. I never have. I've always loved this movie. The character there are certain characters that you're supposed to hate that you do with a passion. The one Hydra agent that is a, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, which is really dumb of me, but I, I genuinely don't remember his name. A few moments later. A few more moments I, I know, I know, later. I know. <laughs> A long time later. Hmm. Agent long, Rumlow. A, a, a long, long uh-huh. time later. Agent Rumlow. Yeah, him. He turns into crossbones, but you're in, you're supposed to hate him. He's cocky and he's mean and he's a jerk and he's you know you're you're literally supposed to hate him and you do with a passion. You feel really good when Steve punches him really hard <laughs> in the face, and then when they drop a helicarrier on him. You're like, yeah! Yeah. Because Sam gets a a few good licks in on him, too, and then they literally drop a building on his face. I don't know how they end up saving him, but at the end of the movie, you see him on a gurney, and they're, like, actively trying to save him. I don't know how in the world they pulled that one off. Because it's a movie. He won't be cocky anymore after having his face bashed in. He still is. In Civil War. Oh, that's right. But I don't have any major complaints about the movie. I didn't think you would. I just felt like I had to ask. I feel like it has pretty. It has good pacing. Sometimes action movies don't have good pacing, but I feel like it did a good job at that. Choreography, the writing is really good. Of course, it's the Russo brothers, so the directing is really good. At some points, the cinematography could be a bit better. There's some cool shots, but it's not... Like, there are some really cool shots. Like, standoffs between Steve and Bucky and... Where he, where you first see the suit, there, there's some cool shots, but the cinematography isn't. It's not like. I would say, Doc, like Doctor Strange has amazing cinematography. Well, yeah, this was also 2014. But even the first Avengers movie, which was before this in 2012, I think had good cinematography. But that's not the point of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be. You're not supposed to have these big dramatic shots. It's meant to be more of a real world grounded feel of the mm-hmm. entire movie so i guess maybe cinematography would be my only gripe but that's not even a gripe that's just it that's doesn't just have that it, it just doesn't have the fancy cinematography because yeah. it's not supposed to yeah it's not like one of the big movies where they like do a couple of like the individual ones and then they do like the big movies now granted it did have almost a 200 million dollar budget which isn't nearly as much as the bigger movies, but still. It, Imagine it, what, like, if you had that budget for a house, and then... And then it proceeded to make in the box office $700 million. Oh my gosh. It made a lot of money. The Russo brothers don't ever miss. Maybe I should make a movie. <laughs> Maybe I should make $700 million. Where are you going to get the funding? I don't know. Somewhere. Somebody, somebody will fund me. Okay, so now we're going to... Rate the movie out of ten. Should we rate it? Let's rate it. Let's rate it on personal preference. Well, what are your thoughts on the movie? I hate this movie. I know you do. I don't like this movie at all. There's too much action. The roof collapsing in and the computer Zola are just creepy. Bucky, bless his heart. I can't watch any of the Bucky scenes because they all make me cry. She loves musicals and love stories. I do. So, I love musicals and love stories. I love, I love those, too. I just... I love musicals. But... I just hate this movie. And I know it's your favorite movie, which is why I watch it with you. I just don't, like... That's why I don't make you watch it a lot. That's... that. Like, I can't. I can't... You were with me when I watched... Like, we went through and, like, watched the Captain America movies. Like, we went through and watched... We went through and watched point. almost all the Marvel movies at one point. Yeah. Anyway, so, like... 
I can't handle torture scenes or like when a character like turns evil or like like I just can't I can't handle it and it makes me cry and so all the scenes with Bucky where he's like being beat up and tortured and brainwashed and out here killing people they all make me cry like I can't watch them and I don't know I all right here's my here's my big complaint you're gonna keep rambling I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going this needs to be said early Oh boy. Here's my big complaint. Oh boy. I don't like Captain America. I know. Do you want to know why I don't like Captain America? Because he's too goody two shoes for you. No. Because at the end of Endgame, after Tony Stark oh, has been. Oh, he runs back to after Peggy. After Tony Stark has been dead, he left behind a wife and a child that he worked his entire life to get. He dies. And what does Steve do? Instead of finishing his mission. Steve goes back. What was his mission? What did he not finish? He had to go put the stone back. That's what he did. He put all of them back. He's freaking Captain America. He doesn't get to go live a happy life with his girlfriend from the 40s. Same thing about Iron Man. Shut up. They are not the same. Captain America has not had that hard a life. Going through World War II and being (laughs) frozen in ice and separated from all of your friends and loved ones is not that hard of a life. After both of your parents are dead and your best friend turned evil and tried to kill you. I don't like that Captain America got to go off and have his own little, like, romantic up-style love story. And then come back to the future and all of his friends are still actively working on saving the planet. And he's like, yeah, I just lived a long, happy life. And now I'm gonna go die on y'all. Like... Admittedly, it did help kill Thanos. Screw you, you jerkwad. Captain America sucks. You're saying he didn't earn it? No. Didn't deserve it at least a little bit? No. Captain America sucks, and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. Iron Man, (laughs) Tony Stark, risked everything and died and did not get to live a long, happy life. Captain America was probably like 99 when he died. And he, like, died peacefully. Absolutely not. You know, <laughs> you know Iron Man, daddy's money. Shut up. I don't care. I <laughs> love Tony Stark. I, mm, don't get me started on Captain... You're telling me that when he went back in time and left all his friends hanging, that that was a cool that was a cool bro move? No. No. That was I a do jerk think he wad. earned it, though. That was a jerkwad move. I think he earned it. It makes me so upset every time I watch the it. The only other person... That's why I, nev- I can't stand Captain America after seeing the end of Endgame. The only person that I would say would deserve something like that more would be Thor. That's true. Because Thor's been through a lot. Anyway. I think Thor's been through more than just about anybody. With my, with my rant being told, I rate this movie a 3 out of 10. I don't like it. Your turn. I'll go 9 out of 10. Of course Just you because will. the lack of... like the, It's got good cinematography, but not like top-notch... You know, in-game and Infinity War style cinematography. It's a good movie. I, I thoroughly movie. enjoy the movie. I always do. That's fantastic. That's why I watch it with my grandpa, not you. Yeah, watch it with your grandpa, not me. I. If you, he... if you came up to me and were like, Kylie, I want to watch this movie. Will you please sit with me and watch it? I'd watch it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. No, you wouldn't. You'd be I'd, on your phone. You'd be I'd with. Sit you'd there. sit there with me. I'd sit, I'd sit there with you. You'd let me enjoy it. I'd you let you watch Im- it. I would not enjoy it. I, just, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't like it. I like the first Captain America more than this one. I love the first. This I, is my least favorite Captain America movie. I just, I hate it. I don't like it. One other thing that I do really like about this movie is Henry Jackman did an amazing job on the music. Oh, yeah. It the does have, incre- Captain America movies always have good music, but this one specifically, Bucky's theme specifically, is cool. It has that high, it has that almost nazi sound like it it's really cool what's that one song i think it's in the first captain america movie that goes like that's that's the yeah and then like steve talks or like sings or whatever when they have him do all that dorky stuff that's a fun song that's that is fun i i enjoy all the captain america movies i think civil war wasn't focused enough on cap i think that was kind of a almost an avengers movie civil war was an avengers movie it but then again, when you are looping every main character into one character solo movie, it's hard not to. Yeah. I, I think that could have been done a little better, but... My... In in order of my favorite Captain America movies, Cap- 
Captain America, Civil War, Winter Soldier. I'm assuming Winter Soldier is way far behind the rest. Yeah, it's like Captain America on my on my right. I'm sorry, on my left. And then we got like Civil War like close to Captain America. Like by my chest. And then Winter Soldier is all the freaking way out the door. Out of this house. Uh-huh. In the road. On the side of the road in a ditch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like it. You really don't like this movie. I don't like this movie. Anyway, that is... Ty's favorite movie. Uh, hit us up with your thoughts. Hit us up. On, the, on uh, Ty's favorite movie. Let's see if we can get a, a poll going, get enough responses, and see if you agree with Ty. Sorry, I'm yawning. If you agree with Ty or if you agree with me. If you also hate this movie, fellow Captain America haters. You might get flamed if you're not careful. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm just going to get hate. I'm going to get blown up across the internet. This movie has a really, really big fandom, so you're going to get flamed. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I don't like it. That's okay. I don't like it. I I tried. I promise you I tried really hard to like it, especially when I found out you liked it, and I was like, no, I can't do it. It's also really funny for how much I dislike Captain America. If you look at Ty... Like, if you've ever seen him, he looks like he's got Captain America hair. I promise. He looks like Captain America. I just, I don't know. Captain America is, like, my least favorite Marvel character. I just don't like him. I'm sorry. I don't like him. I love you so much, but I hate Captain (laughs) America. (laughs) Anyway. And yet, apparently, your type is not blonde hair, blue eyes, but blonde hair. Brown eyes. Brown eyes. Close enough. That's you. (laughs) Blonde, fluffy hair. Similar-ish face structure. I don't think I look like him. You always say that. Everybody always says that. I don't Your think I look like him. Your hair looks like him. It's That's funny. it. That's all He I was got. Captain America for uh, Halloween one time. And he was pretty convincing Captain America. He had a shield and everything. I have a actual, like, $400 prop shield. Yes, you do. He's a nerd. Nerd. And I have Mjolnir. I still want an Iron Man helmet, though. Nerd. I know I'm a nerd. And yet you're stuck with me, so good luck. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Thanks for joining us on our first official episode of Kai Plus Kai. Or Kai Plus Tai. It's Kai Plus Tai, right? Yes. Yeah, Kai Plus Tai. Yeah, you put yourself first. I see how it is. (laughs) I'm kidding. Look here, sir. Fight me. Kai Plus Tai sounds better than Tai Plus Kai. Why? Because you're first... No, it just I know, it, it just does. sounds better. It does. I think it, it doesn't does. sound it as weird. It rolls off the tongue better. Anyway, if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, if you want to flame me about Please do. My stop it. <laughs> if you want to you want to hate on my Captain America I'm just views. Just don't don't actually. Please. If you just want to chew me out for my ideas about Captain America, you can email us at kaiplustiepodcast at gmail.com. Not the plus sign, plus the word. Yeah, because, to clarify that. Yeah. They you can't actually put a plus sign, Nobody, Nobody likes the plus sign. You have to type out plus. Otherwise, they'll kick you out. <laughs> they'll kick they. We learned that when we were trying to put this together. Anyway. <laughs> All of our platforms, you had to type it out. Yeah, I had to type it out. Anyway. Um... You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, literally anywhere except maybe Apple Podcasts, uh, because I had some I had some trouble. People <laughs> use Spotify trouble. now, anyway. Yeah, Spotify is the best music platform. Not sponsored, but that's my opinion. Anyway. Not sponsored, but it's true. Yeah, not sponsored, but it's true. And uh, so next week we are going to be talking about one of my favorite movies. Which is How to Train Your Dragon. Which is by far one of the best movies in the history of ever. I know. We we both love How to Train Your Dragon. I actually have a cool story to tell um, next week about our love story linked in with How to Train Your Dragon. So, I don't know if you remember this. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do. do. (laughs) The viewers, or excuse me, the listeners will find out next week. Anyway, thanks for joining us on Kai Plus Tai. Follow us on social media. We have an Instagram, which is... Kai plus Tai or at Kai plus Tai. Again, plus sign. Not the plus sign. Plus spelled out. There you go. There you go.
All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.